0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great
1: Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us. We're your hosts this morning. I'm Father Daniel Weiske, along with Deacon Dan Goshi. We want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. There you can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows, submit a prayer intention for Prayerfully Yours, and see what's happening across the network on our news page. Be sure to check it out, realpresenceradio.com.
0: Well, you heard the dial tones, Father. You did, I'm sure of it. I did. That means it's time for Straight Talk, and the phone number again is 877-795-0122. And to get on the air with uh, Father Daniel Weiske, if there is anything that you have been uh, wondering about when it comes to why we believe what we believe as Catholics, or if you have uh, had a question on the faith that you haven't had a chance to ask yet, now is the time. Again, that phone number is 877-795-0122. You can also send your questions in on Facebook. Our uh, call screeners will also be checking messages there. And, and if you are a person who doesn't actually want to talk on the radio... You can just uh, talk to the screeners, and they, they can send us your question as well. So, again, the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Till we get our first uh, um, question, Father. I see you're already a day ahead. You're wearing purple today. I am wearing purple. I figured you might as well right, just get a
1: leg up on the season. Just get a leg up mm-hmm. on the season? You start Lent a day early, do you? Or? I start Lent every time I see you. <laughs> Don't. <You> know, no, <laughs> I start Easter every Starts time I see you. suffering, yeah, right. sure.
0: 877 uh, is
1: the number. So how, how do you prepare for Lent? How would you recommend people prepare for Lent? I think it's good to examine, like, like preparing for confession, examine uh, how am I doing in a relationship with the Lord? Uh, are there places that I sense him calling to grow deeper in this relationship with him and a communion with him? And to notice, are there particular ways that I struggle? <clears throat> are there obstacles? Are there challenges to doing what I know the Lord is calling me to do? just to do that self-examination because we do that and we pray for guidance as we examine ourselves and our uh, relationship with the Lord, then that gives us some hints about how to approach Lent, mm-hmm. right? As the goal of Lent is to grow in holiness. It's not just to suffer. It's not just to give something up. It's mm-hmm. really uh, oriented to that goal to grow in a deeper communion with God, to become holy, to be like Christ so, for each person, you know, our particular needs
0: may be different. So the phone number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Father, you're telling me. It sounds like you said Lent isn't just to suffer; it's to grow. So, um, can my Lenten sacrifices do? Do they need to really hurt? Do mm. they I mean, how how intense mm. do I have to be? Do I, you know, what what? What what are the parameters? Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. If you want to
1: call in your question. Well, if you want to get technical, I suppose all you really need to do, Deacon, is uh, do your fasting and abstinence on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Mm-hmm. You want to do the absolute minimum. That and then, might that might just be the absolute minimum? But yeah, this should be something that challenges you. Not that, where I was going. That uh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know you. You strive for holiness in many ways. But to do something that does cost you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We think about Jesus himself and the example that he set for us. He says, I am the way. And he calls us to follow in his way. Uh, he set an example for us. Or recently, about a, wee- a week ago, we had the gospel. Of Jesus saying, if you wish to be, to be my disciple, you must deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. So denying ourself is always painful. It's always painful. It leads to the sweetness of a deeper love, you know, opening to to the Lord's love. But it always hurts a bit. So, you know, are we, you know, pulling out, you know, a physical whip, or are we, you know, probably not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, this should cost us something, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what hurts is just uh, maybe it's not a physical um, pang, you know, of hunger or of uh, fatigue but maybe it's just the pain of not doing our own will mm-hmm. of having to be obedient to someone else having to sacrifice what I want for what someone else wants or to uh, something that I've chosen to give to the Lord now I want to take back and whatever whatever practice we may have offered to for Lent so that's sometimes the most painful thing our will yeah yeah just to
0: over what do i want what do you want lord Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. here's the struggle i i uh have encountered the past two three years during lent As i will come up with some some things you know here's i'm going to do this in my prayer life i'm going to make this these sort of sacrifices and fasting uh, options uh here's what i'm going to do for for almsgiving mm-hmm. and um and what will happen is about, oh, a day and a half in, <laughs> something, something comes up. Like, let's say I'm going to give up, uh, uh, well, sweets. I, I enjoy sweets. Let's just, let's just go. That's, that's a common one. Let's say I give that up. A couple of days into it, I'm an emotional eater. That's when I eat. Tragedy in my life. Th- hard things happen. Mm-hmm. Difficult things happen. And pretty soon I'm like, to heck with that. I need every st- all my strength to focus on getting through this issue in my life. And so my, my thought has been, um, in the future, like even for this, this land, maybe I won't give up anything, but I'll ask God to go ahead and assign me something each day or for the period, and, and I'll just listen to what he says for that day and just try to bend my will to his will. And to me, I see a danger there in that. Well, I'm not. I'm not actually practicing a discipline. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, free fall and waiting to see mm-hmm. what happens. And I'm mm-hmm. not really committed to anything. So, mm-hmm. uh, what do you do when when things happen during Lent and uh, they kind of derail your plans? But maybe that's God saying, "Here's what I really want you to do." It, just let me give that number again. It's 7950122
1: I think there's something valuable about setting a plan and following it, and that's one of the sacrifices we can offer. So if there's a particular obstacle one day to doing your penance, the thing you chose, the practice that you took up for Lent, that's fine. The next day, you can just dust yourself off and get up and and resume. Um, It may be that you have a clear sense the Lord is calling you to something different on a particular day. That may be. Um, And so you can follow where you think the Lord is guiding you but that's always good to do with a consultation with the spiritual director <laughs> <laughs> because there is a danger in just being arbitrary and I feel like this today I feel like that today mm-hmm. and our feelings are not always the best guide right uh, so they're a great servant but they're not a good master. Uh, it's interesting to think about um, just holding ourselves to a plan there is a discipline in that and discipline is one of the things the Lord calls us to as well. Um, to be able to m- keep a commitment, to be able to persevere in that. Or if we stumble, again, to dust ourselves off and get up and, and resume in that commitment. Uh, Jesus, when he was going to Jerusalem, said he set his face like flint. He set his face to Jerusalem. and Isaiah, it speaks about the suffering servant setting his face like flint. And I think that's part of our battle in Lent, to have that kind of tenacity in what we've chosen to do for the sake of, of Christ. Uh, I was doing a little reading in, in the past. I never experienced this, but uh, in the past, during Lent, it was uh, not just Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, but every day except for the Sundays uh, were fast days. Mm-hmm. So would be one meal, perhaps with a couple of you know, snacks that wouldn't equal a meal. And that was through all of Lent, mm-hmm. not just on the Fridays or right. on the two days. Now it's just abstinence uh, from meat on Fridays. That's the requirement. So... You know, we've been given a lot of leeway now in our penance, um, but that just highlights the amount of discipline that that uh, at least in the past was seen as valuable for us just to to keep and to follow and to pursue.
0: Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is the number for uh, getting a hold of us here for Straight Talk. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or you can submit your questions on Facebook or on our app as well. So you're saying the severity of what we choose to practice isn't quite as important as just doing it as as just having some a
1: discipline that you follow in my humble opinion i think that's true mm-hmm. uh, i think it's there's a danger too in, in trying to set out to do too much all at once uh, you know there's there's kind of a balance you know you, you don't want to have a penance that means nothing you know like uh well listening to a podcast by someone else talking about <laughs> choosing a penance. He said, my sister, who lives in this town here, um, gave up watermelon for Lent one year. So I'm going to tell her every year I'm going to make sure she remembers that. She gave up watermelon. I'm giving up watermelon this year. That's a ridiculous penance. Mm-hmm. We don't even have watermelon in our grocery stores this time of year. Right. Well, maybe we do. but so I don't know. You know, not to be ridiculous. I go down the candy aisle, not the produce aisle. <laughs> 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 but, you know, a good thing to consider is When you're trying to uh, maybe do your regular work and your your responsibilities in life, your job, or or taking care of the kids, or when you're trying to pray, what distracts you? Mm. What pulls your attention away? Mm -hmm. That's a place of battle. Mm -hmm. and Maybe that's something to choose as your discipline. If it's candy, if it's coffee, Mm -hmm. if it's checking messages, if it's looking at the news, if Whatever it is that which distracts you when you're trying to do those uh, kind of sacred tasks of prayer or care for your family or anything else, you know, those are kind of your battlegrounds. And I'd say choose one or two of those distractions mm-hmm. to do some battle with. Maybe limit, you know, with candy. Maybe you give up sweets for Lent, or maybe that's just so extreme, you know. You just, you know, you end up with shakes every day because um, the amount of candy you eat well then maybe you could just you know limit yourself to two pieces a day mm-hmm. or eat it with mm-hmm. meals yeah and then just you know then when you have a full bag with dinner as a meal. Um, then you can grow into just having a couple pieces with dinner but right. notice what distracts you
0: yeah 877-795-0122 we've been talking about lent so far any question is uh, fair game regarding the catholic faith or practices or disciplines or things like that Father Daniel Weiske uh, will uh, be happy to, to field your questions. 877 7950122. And uh, I believe we have Joseph from uh, Fountain, Minnesota on the line. Joseph, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing?
1: Just fine, just fine.
0: Excellent. So you have a question for Father Daniel. Yeah,
1: it has uh, to do concerning <laughs> the plenary indulgences. Um, for lack, of, excuse me, for lack of better terminology, um, I know there's four parts to the formula. One is, of course, you have to um, go to Sacrament Reconciliation, either 20 days before or prior. You need to receive communion uh, worthily. You need to pray for the Pope. And I know you can also either um, say a rosary or else do the stations, stations of the Cross. But instead of Stations of the Rosary, can a person do the um, Divine Chapel Mercy in replacement of either the Rosary or the... You know, when you talk about plenary indulgences, Joseph, uh, you're right. There are the four um, sort of works that are involved: uh, confession, uh, worthy communion on, on the day that you're seeking to gain this indulgence, prayers for the Holy Father, and then the fourth thing, the, the particular work. There are many different things that a, a person can do. Uh, you already mentioned a couple. Uh, there is a guide you could look up. Uh, it's uh, indulgences. There is a book called the In- Enchiridion of Indulgences, is like a catalog of of things that we can do for indulgences, I'm not aware of the Chaplet of Divine Mercy uh, being indulgence. I'd, I'd have to look that up. Mm-hmm. But there are many things that um, that one can do for uh, something you could do any day. Uh, actually, if you pray with Scripture for a half hour, if you're meditating in Scripture for a half hour. That is um, one of the works that can uh, gain a plenary indulgence. Also, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, uh, whether in the tabernacle or exposed, uh, for a half hour, is Um, something that can gain a plenary indulgence when you satisfy the other conditions. Um, And on Divine Mercy Sunday, there's a a particular gift for some prayers that are are said after Mass um, on that very particular Day of Grace. Deacon Dan? you have a thought well
0: i just i was just going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, the stations of the cross one of the things that that he mentioned and stations of the cross doesn't have to necessarily be in a community at church with a, a you know somebody leading it and and going through the um, um, this whatever specific formula your your parish does they can be individual stations of the cross as well and, uh, and done privately. So if, if that happens to be a stumbling block for you, there are, there are other ways to, to go about, you
1: know, doing that work.
0: Okay. Uh, what's us name
1: of that book again that you mentioned. There's a list of indulgences. Well, it's called the um, Enchiridion, E-N-C-H-I-R-I-D-I-O-N. You can just look online, and there um, there's a listing. There are different places that list um, indulgences that um, are available to us sure okay Catholic faith yeah and on the divine mercy sunday it does um uh, if we're part of uh, uh prayers for devotion uh, for the divine mercy on divine mercy sunday there is an indulgence attached to that too with the other conditions applying um, yes yeah, i'm familiar with that one yeah mm. well, all righty That's did that help joseph okay
0: bet. great th- th- thanks lot, joseph it. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Again, our phone number is 877 We have uh, Father Daniel, we have Jackie from Wheaton on the line. And Jackie, hello to you. Hi. Nice to have you here with us. Thank you. Nice to be on. And uh, what is your question um, for Father Daniel? Well, I, I guess I struggle not with just finding out what I need help with, but on the resolutions part, um, mm-hmm. like, do you have any life hacks on certain vices to get rid of?
1: On um, certain vices, you know,
0: like gossip. Mm-hmm. I guess, like gossip, or do you have any ideas on the resolutions we could do? If you go to Potomac for forty days, <laughs> 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 go in seclusion for forty days, you won't gossip. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <works>. I'm sorry, <laughs> Father.
1: You know, well, I guess with gossip, uh, what comes to mind is you pay attention to the particular people with whom you usually gossip. And you may even, okay. with if it's a particular person or to you may even bring it up to them. You know, I, I realize kind of been gossiping and i uh, kind of like to get away from that. And you can sort of pull them in uh, as a teammate in this effort or uh, to help have some kind of accountability. And if they're a person that's open to that. Uh, even if they're not it this was still good to let them know. you know I realize sometimes we've been gossiping and I'd like to step away from that and even if they're not you know excited about that, um, it's an opportunity to evangelize but I think to pull someone as an accountability partner, if there's a person that's kind of um, conversations with them are an occasion of uh, temptation, um, just to bring it out in the open. Uh, I think another um, strategy we can take is um, each day you know have your intentional uh, kind of prayer intentions and if there's someone that you gossip about someone you're particularly tempted to gossip about regularly put them in your prayer list and offer a prayer for them and then offer a prayer that uh, the lord would help you to avoid uh, that gossip and uh, maybe a third thing that comes to mind is uh, to think of something positive about whoever you'd be gossiping about think of something positive and even Sometimes that's a penance. If someone's mm-hmm. gossiped or they've spoken negatively about someone, say, "Well, think of something positive to say about them," and say it to that person that um, that you said the other things. You know, if you spoke to someone about a person negatively, well, say something positive to the same person who already heard the negative. So, kind of a few ideas there. Um, Sometimes you have to. Do you physically have any resources,
0: or you know, that um, any resources to look up? Um, you know, how to work on
1: our vices or how to work on our vices you know there um there's a book that was recommended to me uh fulton sheen venerable fulton sheen has a book um i think it's called victory over vice and that uh, could be helpful resources i know it's available uh, still victory over vice okay. um okay. And even just a good. Uh, examination of conscience there there are a lot of options out there you know one that we see a lot are the the, the pamphlets you know, like to columbus have printed of examination of conscience um, that can give some good hints on at least what to um, to wrestle with you know to try to to overcome yeah. our sins um, and great right. yeah there's another book too that came to mind it's kind of the angle of the beatitudes father Canta La Mesa wrote um a book on the Beatitudes, and there's an examination of conscience at the end of that um, that I think is very helpful. But, yeah, the book is just called Beatitudes, Eight Steps to Happiness. Beatitudes, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Great. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Jack. okay.
0: Good to hear from you. God yeah. bless you. God bless hey. All right, and our phone number again is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. That's eight seven 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 nine five zero one twenty two. I was uh, going to say, Father, sometimes when when you are struggling with something, first of all, identifying what it is that you need to, you know, what your vices are. There there are many people, I I included, who haven't a clue what our real serious vices are, and they sometimes asking somebody like a spiritual director can help them point that out mm-hmm. um, another thing is as you mentioned if gossip is for example is one of them offer a prayer for that individual even at, even as you're gossiping because you mm-hmm. may not recognize you've started the gossip
1: mm-hmm.
0: how did that happen to me you know I should be better than that well that's a sin of pride but you know I mean how how how, how did I get into gossiping already and, and just at that very moment just say you know what God bless so and so and and keep them safe and help them to grow closer to you, and and uh, and forgive me for, you know, because once I've judged somebody, it kind of
1: lowers my own status, doesn't it, a little bit. Sure. And, you know, it's something to keep in mind. I mean, images can help us, too. There's the homilies uh, uh, where people have taken a little tube of toothpaste, mm-hmm. and I had a kid come up and oh, yeah. say, open it up. All right. Squeeze it out. Stomp on it. Toothpaste all out of that, that tube, and there it is sitting on the floor or oh, well, on a table or something. So, all right now you know go put that back in the tube mm-hmm. well it, it, it won't go back in well of course not that's the way gossip is too once you say those words you can't take them back and you can apologize you can pray you can uh, try to make up for it a bit with um, again building the person up through your speech but you know, once you speak those words you can't take them back and sometimes an image like that can help us too if we keep that in mind maybe that's part of our morning routine if we struggle with gossip people we gossip about in our prayer list (laughs) maybe draw a little image of a toothpaste tube you know Mm -hmm. uh, just as that more visual reminder of once we say those words we can't take them back
0: 877 i was uh, speaking to my wife just this morning we share a ride together to to work and i was talking to to her and and i asked her to help me kind of think about what you know, what I should do for Lent because oftentimes our spouse or other people close to us have some real good indications of, you know, things that we should work on. And she was very kind and didn't really want to say anything. But, <laughs> but I said, I wonder if, if um, one of the things that I was pondering doing for Lent uh, this year is every, every day I have a, a list of people I pray for. But what about the people that aren't on that list? You know, to try to find one person each day that you don't normally pray for, someone at work, someone in your family, someone who drives you crazy, somebody who's a great blessing, you know, whatever it is, and dedicate some some amount of prayer time that day for that individual. In whatever, you know, don't decide what God should do for them, but offer that, that person and their needs to God, and that might be a, mm-hmm.
1: a helpful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I wish somebody would do that for me. Always an act of love. Well, I yeah. can add you to my prayer list.
0: Thank you. You don't already. Wh- what? What the?
1: <laughs> no, you'll you'll get an extra rosary every day. Oh, thank you. No, thank I you. better. I better, better know, not Mike. say that.
0: Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is our phone number again. Or you can submit your question uh, on Facebook. You can uh, use the app, or give us a call. Eight seven seven
1: seven nine five zero one two two. Here's a question for you, Deacon oh, dear. Do you consider, mm-hmm. when you have a Lenten penance, do you consider not doing that penance on Sunday? Is that cheating? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I am eager to embrace Sundays off from, <laughs> from certain things. You know, I mean, if, if, <laughs> if, if, the, if, if what I'm giving up is actually something that's bad for me, it doesn't make sense to celebrate the Lord's Day by doing harm right but uh no i i do i consider that if i'm if i've given up you know dessert or you know something fun that uh in fact i'll start sunday as soon as the uh vigil mass on saturday night is over then it's it's brownie time or (laughs) whatever it is and and i celebrate the lord's day with the lord and and uh again if it's something that's harmful to me uh you know i mean a a little innocent little brownie isn't going to hurt me right but that chocolate sauce (laughs) that chocolate sauce, that know, hot that, fudge that, that, that Julie so makes. Divine, so it's, oh, it's, it's, that's effectual. from the Lord, actually. Yeah, yeah. I can have. The, he wants me to have that. No, I, but but I do. I will. Yes, I will. I will celebrate the Lord's Day, and I'll rejoice in in the many Easters that Sundays are, and I will, you know, feast with, with at the banquet. But if it, if it's to some degree that you know this is actually causing me harm, this isn't a celebration. Kind of like on Friday nights when you have when you're eating fish mm-hmm. and you've given up meat, and you go to an all you can eat fish fry. That kind of you know. If you're gorging yourself mm-hmm. on fish, there's there's a little you yeah, know you're not yeah. really understanding the the <laughs> the spirit behind the the, the sacrifice, right, right. And temperance, fast, so and yeah,
1: is always and important. And
0: so yeah, but yeah, if it's something like like that, you know. I will say, yeah, I'm I'm taking Sundays off, absolutely, yeah. and solemnities if one comes up, don't they come up? That's during, true. They, feast of
1: Saint Joseph is like a see? triple solemnity for you, right? With your parish patron and so the feast day in the church. Mm-hmm. So, so, absolutely, March 19th. I'm
0: having cake that day.
1: Absolutely, mm-hmm. I'm with you. Too. I don't I don't have any argument with people that uh, give up their penance on Sundays. I, you know, in the past, you know, we think of Lent, Lent as 40 days of fasting. Mm-hmm. If you count the days. Beginning with Ash Wednesday, uh, they are actually forty-six days. So the Sundays don't Sundays count in the count. forty; Right, they right. don't count in the forty. That's just so math. now we'll probably get a lot of calls about this. Well, say, well, I can't believe you're saying you maybe be your should maybe they should talk Sunday. to tomorrow's hosts. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Tomorrow is. You know, yeah.
0: But I, but I do know people that yeah. that absolutely refuse to stop their Lenten practices on Sunday as well. Yeah. And I have been in a position to say, you know what. I, my gut tells me you're wrong. You should give them up. I mean, if they're not harmful, you should, you should celebrate a little bit more, but but. you know,
1: temperance is, is okay too. So, Mm -hmm. but if you know that you will really struggle to get back into it on Monday, Mm -hmm. maybe it is smart to give something up on Sunday as well. Right. Right. You know, you're not going to be able to get back into it on the Monday. Yeah. Yeah. If it's going to cause
0: you to uh, a longer term derailment than just a, a celebratory brownie, yeah.
1: Then yeah, maybe maybe you're more prudent not to. Uh, well, sometimes I'd say on the theme of the meat and the fish and the gorging on fish, <laughs> there's a question that um, has come up often about, well, why why fish? Why are we giving up meat? Why are, why can we eat fish? Poor fish. And, and so yeah, fish started fish. that question, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Holy yeah. So <laughs> the uh, thing I learned. Uh, not only is it something that you know, meat we considered traditional; traditionally was kind of a luxury, it was a more expensive item, maybe only the, the nobility could really afford meat on a regular basis in the past the Past centuries. We're blessed now with how much food's available to us. But also, going back to Noah, um, you could read that uh, Noah and his descendants were allowed to eat meat as a concession. Before that, uh, the flesh meat, the uh, meat of animals that you know, walked the earth or the birds of the air, were not something that uh, the children of God could eat. Mm-hmm. And the permission was given said set out of concession for their weakness. So after the fall and after all the suffering and the toil and our uh, lives were shortened, were subject to death and we became uh, subject to all of these other weaknesses and uh, and temptations, then the Lord conceded. Uh, allowing us to eat meat because of our weakness to give us strength to work and to labor, so it's interesting that uh, then that 's what we give up uh, during Lent. Uh, it was given to us as a kind of a, an extra uh, gift in our weakness, and then we give that back to God uh, during Lent and then fish uh, that this is very interesting uh, throughout the centuries you know we've under- fish have sort of a symbolic mm-hmm. meaning uh, for Christians oftentimes. Jesus, of course, multiplied the bread uh, bread, right? Mm-hmm. Loaves and mm-hmm. fish. Fish, right. Okay, or so fishes. interesting, calling to mind Jesus, multiplying the fish to his people who were hungry. Uh, so there's a nice connection there. If, we th- if we're if we conscious of this, the fish can call to mind the Lord's providence, his blessing, his multiplying uh, his His love for us and the food for us. But also, if you're familiar with uh, the symbol that the early Christians used, there's the fish symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, calls to mind again Jesus, but where did that symbol come from? There was this um, acrostic. There was a five-letter um, term that's p- f- the word fish in Greek. This is in Greek. And the five letters in Greek that spelled fish uh, had the first letter of each of these words. Uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Son of God, Savior. Or, you know. So even that that became one of those symbols that was used mm-hmm. to identify Christians, that fish symbol. So you know, mm-hmm. there's some other reasons that we can understand our fasting from flesh meat in particular you know the warm-blooded animals but then being allowed to eat fish should you gorge on it no that doesn't make any sense can you you skip the burger and go for lobster that's permitted (laughs) it's permitted (laughs) but it doesn't seem like it
0: it, it's quite in keeping with the spirit of the idea right you know know, lobster i can't eat meat i'll have lobster you know i mean that's not quite (laughs) you can Uh, you can you can but really is that where you're going all right. Well, well there are a lot you. of fish fries coming up that we're going to hear about. Yeah, yeah, well, quite a few. Quite right. a few. Just don't gorge yourself.
1: No, I won't. Tomorrow yeah. This Friday, St. Francis is a great fish fry. Yeah,
0: mm. yeah, right around here. Okay. All right. Uh, up next, uh, the ministry that she founded focuses on the true beauty of a of woman and uh, reproductive uh, health issues. Um, Leah Jacobson joins us here at St. Andrew's to introduce us to the Guiding Star Project. Later, Jeff Cavins will share one way that you can expand your perspective and worldview on things happening around you. Don't go anywhere. There's lots more and a whole other hour of Real Presence Live. You can have them.